This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. This podcast is proudly in association with Pitch Sport Football, the app that allows you to interact with other West Ham fans, pick your starting eleven, and participate in fan time videos. This app is absolutely free, so like I've done, like Hex has done, and like thousands of other West Ham fans have done, get this downloaded if you haven't already. That's Pitch Sport Football. You're listening to the West Ham Way podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Good evening and welcome to the West Ham Way podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and Serial YTK blogger, XWHU employee. No money and no signings have made it a frustrating transfer window for West Ham fans so far, but those frustrations have reached a boiling point after reports today suggest that we are on the verge of selling one of our exciting academy graduates in Grady D and Ghana for not a lot of money. What is going on? Is it even true? If it is, who did the board expect to bring in for that amount of money? Will David Moyes even be given that amount of money to spend? X will be giving us the answers to all those questions before more news on other areas of the club and questions from our collective followers on social media. That's all coming up on tonight's show. I can't remember the last time I saw Twitter blow up like it has done today over the speculation of Dean Garner being sold and the reported fee. What do you know, mate? It's true. A bid has got in for him and it has um, been accepted. Uh, it went in yesterday. The player found out about it yesterday. Um, player isn't happy. Player wants to stay at the club. Um, thought he'd done enough at West Brom originally to prove that he should be... Uh, uh, given a chance to do it at West Ham, the club he's been at for 
however many years now, but a long time. He's been at the academy, the academy since about the age of 13, 14, I would guess, maybe even younger. Um, but he's certainly been there a while. Um, had went for a period where he got um, was like the top kid at 14, got injured, set his um, career back a little bit, then moved on, was always quite a slight figure, um, and then, um, but skillful, but slight, has bolted himself up, went on, came into our first team, did reasonably well, said go to West Brom, prove yourself, come back, we'll, we'll give you a chance, did all of that, has performed in pre-season and has now had a bid accepted for him from West Brom. Now, uh, West Brom is where he was at. He he enjoyed his time at West Brom, but he wanted to prove himself at West Ham. Um, he The fee is in excess of 18 million um it's around 20 i would go as far as to suggest which when you look at the fact that Eze went for 16 million you could argue both had great seasons in the championship and haven't done it in the premier league really yet although dean garner has played in the premier league he hasn't um he's played what 10 15 times and then it was questionable how well he did in those times so fee wise is it a good fee i don't know you can answer that maybe but it's going to be around about 20 million uh it's not a done deal the player's still got to agree terms. He does want to stay at the club. However, if you're Dean Garner and you've been told that the club have accepted the bid for you and how much of a say on that uh, in terms of how much of that decision was David Moyes is questionable. Um, but if you've heard that, then you will um, probably feel that you should leave. I would. If a club accepted the bid for me, even if I loved the club, I think I would think, well, I, I need to go row a club that wants me, really. He wants he wants to play. That's the, He's desperate to play football. Um, he's more likely, I guess, arguably, to get that at West Brom than he is at West Ham. Because we do have, believe it or not, it's rare for us to have depth, but we do have players that can play on the wing. The aim, the aim ideally, was to sell Anderson and Lanzini. There's been no offers for Anderson Lanzini. Mm. Rubbish reports in the press this week from Saudi Arabia and Turkey, which have already denied, neither of which have been legitimate bids. They haven't been able to move on Anderson and Lanzini. They've got interest in Dean Garner. They've so they've taken the decision to accept that offer, and they will then probably use that money to buy or to at least offer for the Brent third winger Ben Harima Ben Harima who is a good player um is a Will Sorthouse player <laughs> I'll put that in there um Will Sorthouse is rumored to be involved in the selling of Dean Garner even he, though he isn't great his agent yeah he isn't great so how the agent. fuck does that happen then uh, transfer deals have intermediaries sometimes, uh, which are people that get themselves involved and say that they will do this or that to get the deal to happen and kind of jump in on it. He wasn't Marco Anasovic's agent. 
he was involved in the Mark Arnautovic deal. Um, I have to be so careful what I say on these things because you know I'm a I'm a fan I'm a fan that gets information from people that know things. I'm not a media person. I'm not a professional. Despite the popular myth, I don't get paid for this. I, people, I don't have a service to provide. All of this is as much as the Fred down the road doing it. It's the same thing. So I don't know what I can legally and not legally say sometimes. And I worry myself because I get myself into situations where big boys are involved that know what they're doing. But I can say you don't, you can find out who will sort houses or USM, which is the company names clients are Ben Harima is his client. 100% he is. Um, I don't know whether he... I can't prove factually that he's involved in the Dean Garner deal, but that's the rumours out there. Um, the bid, as I say, has been accepted, but there's no terms agreed because the player only found out yesterday he hasn't spoke to the club. Um, that is the situation. So to be clear, does David Moyes want him to stay or does he want him to go? David Moyes wants to strengthen the defence. Um, which is contradictory because I'm now going to say that money will go towards Ben Arima, who isn't the defender, but he wants to strengthen the defence, centre-back, left-back. He, um, he wants to bring in a pacey centre-back. Now is the, apparently the requirement and a left-back. He has looks at left-backs. He's looks at centre-backs. This is all stuff coming in my section. Yeah. Um, he, he wanted money to invest in players. As a, um, it could be argued, he's already had money for Suchek and Bowen, arguably, from this window. I'm not saying I agree with that, but it could be argued that. Um, he wanted to sell Anderson and Lanzini. So far, there's been no offers for either of them. Um, therefore, the only two real sellable assets... Well, let's go Let's go free. The three sellable assets we have, really, where you're not going to make a big loss on and you're going to make a lot of money on are Dean Garner, our Diop, and our Rice... Now, so far, only one of them has had a bid, which is Dean Garner. So, in order to strengthen the team, he is going to... he. The offer has been accepted. Mm. He likes Dean Garner. He rated Dean Garner. Given the choice of keeping Dean Garner and having money to spend on other players naturally like anyone he would keep Dean Garner and have money to spend on other players but as I have clarified on this podcast numerous times that money is um is not um is not there for whatever reason so take from that what you will I mean my head feels like it's going to explode with all this Grady stuff to be honest yeah. I mean when I first started looking at Twitter and I, I, I'd i seen that we'd accepted a bid for £12 million mm. my piss was boiling honestly it's not that low no so it's not that low so that's something Yeah. but there's so many different layers and to this and there'll be a sell on percentage as well that I think is so wrong you know it, it's, it's a bit of a head fuck and I'll tell you why, right? And, and I'm just going to think out loud now because my brain is genuinely struggling to process all this kind of stuff. You could argue that Grady isn't going to be a first-team player when the season kicks off. Yeah. You could argue that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if the infuriating fact that we don't have any money to spend so we can't sign players unless we sell is moved to one side in terms of my thoughts on that and we just look at the bare facts and that is what it is. 
could we potentially be selling a squad player to then get the money to buy the left back that we so desperately need? We but could. if we are literally going to be taking that twenty million pound and buying Benarama with it, then there is an argument on so many different levels that we shouldn't be doing that. Number one, do we need any more wingers? Number two, this is an academy prospect who we should be looking after and embracing and encouraging. You know, again, what message does it send that he's gone out on loan and potentially it's the worst thing he could have done because he's gone out on loan and performed and he's come back with a view of actually having a future at West Ham, a club he clearly loves. And we're saying, well, actually, we're going to let you go now because you've done well. What message does that send to other academy graduates coming through the system when a loan move is then suggested to that player? But you love West Ham and you want to give 110% for this club and have your future with them. Mm. I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I am trying to play devil's advocate today because, um, again, because I'm worried a little bit about what I do and don't say at the moment. Um, But also I am doing it for the sake of being... balanced on this show which we always try to be yeah, of course, like of course. we offer our opinions that we believe but we offer alternative opinions to what is the fashionable opinion the fashionable thing for us to do people saying that we're trying to get hits to the show is for me to tweet now gsb out hear my rant on the show tonight yeah, but i'm yeah. not going to do that because that's not what our show is about our mm. show is about balanced views you could argue you could argue potentially that Benarama, Benarima is a better player for West Ham than Dean Garner is. And the reason I'll say that, take aside the academy thing, yeah? Benarima is skillful. He's great at free kicks. He's good at set plays. He is a goal-scoring winger. He's an inverted winger that cuts in, as does Bowen. So you would have inverted wingers cutting in to offer a threat, um... Dean Garner is more of a sort of more traditional winger. I would say pace down the wing, gets in, cuts it back in terms of balance. Does Ben Arima offer more of a balance to the side alongside Bowen than perhaps Dean Garner? Maybe if you had Antonio on the right and Dean Garner on the left, you might have a balance. But I think Antonio is going to be a forward next year. Um, and then and then I think Will Sorthouse will try and get us a good deal. He often does, in fairness to him, for the players that we want to sign, he often manages to, through him, often manages to get them at a good price for us. So for all the the criticism that's thrown at him being our director of football, so to speak, when he gets a deal for West Ham, generally it's a financially good one. You know, there's, you know, I think Fredericks, you argue, but he got him on a free. Uh, he managed to help with Anatovic. He got in Antonio for a good price. There are others that I'm probably missing out. Um, so you could argue that we might be getting better value for Ben Harima because then some of that money could then go on to defenders. Um, I agree with what you're saying about the academy prospect. I think as a fan, I'd much rather, and I don't mean this to sound offensive to anyone, I would much rather an academy prospect does well for West Ham than a player that has no connection to West Ham. Yeah. So, uh, uh, who is also unproven in the Premier League. Now, you yeah. could argue Grady is as well, but yeah. at least he's had that experience mm. where... 
I think he, he did okay for West Ham. I don't think he tore up any trees, but he certainly wasn't bad when he played for West Ham in the Premier League. Yeah. He's then gone to the Championship and grown as a player and earned the right to play in the Premier League. Now, either as a first-team player or as a squad player at West Ham, you can debate that. Benarama, you know, listen, I've actually seen a few question marks over his attitude, mm. Benarama. Now, I can't comment myself on that because I don't know. I'm only repeating a couple of things that I've said. So are we potentially going to be getting rid of a young hungry prospect that's come through the academy that wants to be here you said yourself he doesn't want to go mm. swapping him with someone that could potentially become a big time Charlie overnight because he's now a Premier League footballer and then he sits in that kind of Anderson category of suddenly he's gone missing because he's too busy putting selfies on Instagram rather than putting in a shift for the side mm. you know there's that argument the other things I don't like about this deal is how the board have clearly accepted an offer over David Moyes' head. I'd be a little bit careful with that accusation. I think I think the board have accepted the offer because they believe that that, that is the best thing for the club to do and David Moyes is probably aware of their intentions. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, we could be as cryptic as you want. I, I mean, I, I, have to be I don't, maybe we shouldn't talk about whether David Moyes is. Mm. Let's say, theoretically speaking, the board have accepted a bid against David Moyes' wishes. Mm-hmm. And it sounds that way because if we're saying that he likes Dean Garner, I'm sure he wouldn't want to let him go. He also but, wants defenders, though. Yeah, but then the money's going to be spent on Benarama. But there may be some left over for defenders. Fucking how much are we going to get Benarama for then if know. he's going for 20 million, Grady? But I, I don't know. I t- and I how good is the quality of defender going to be I, if we're getting Benarama and these defenders for fucking 20 million pounds? I don't know, unless we sell some other players. The other money. thing is, it seems like they're, they're going to be prepared to sell him over Grady's wishes. Now, I don't know what that means for Grady because is it your right to say, well, actually, I don't want to go? Because I, I understand what you were saying earlier on when you said, look, if I'm Grady and the club don't want me, then I'd rather go. That said, if the club don't want me, but the manager does, let's say, theoretically, in inverted commas, but the manager does want me, and it's the manager that picks the team week in, week out, then maybe I'll exercise my right to say, actually, no, I'm under contract, I don't want to go. Well, that's why, if that's the case, and if it is, and this is why you could argue, perhaps Moyes doesn't want to keep him, because if that's the case, and Moyes is adamant he wants to keep him, he turns around and he says to the club, I don't want to sell Grady. Grady doesn't want to go. So unfortunately, you can't force a player to move move clubs because you can't force him to sign a contract. That's what we're going to do. Mm. That's the that's the option. Mm. So it it depends how strong a manager Moyes is. If he does want to keep Grady and he doesn't want him to go, then he needs to do that. If he's going to let the transfer go ahead, well, then you could argue he clearly doesn't want him that much. That that's the argument for it. Um, but how, how much of a say does he have when David Sullivan wants to do something? You, you read Sam Allardyce's autobiography, that gives you an indication of some of the things that happen at West Ham in terms of transfers. Yeah. That's not my words, that's his words. Yeah. Um, they do want to support David Moyes. David Moyes is the manager that they really, really... Um, wanted to bring in yes he was a a cheaper option but they also believe he was the man they believe in David Moyes they think David Moyes is a great manager they think that West Ham are going to kick on with David Moyes as manager Um, he is a um, he is backed by the board therefore you would hope 
that if he says, I want to keep Grady, I don't want Ben Harima, I want to keep Grady, Grady's a better player, then that would happen. But it's not. Or on the flip side, it could be a case that David Moyes is very cheap to have at the football club, which he is. Let's be honest, in terms of salaries, he is. Mm. When they tell David Moyes that he isn't going to have any money unless he sells players, that's what he accepts. And if they tell David Moyes that we're going to be selling Grady, he'll say, okay. Surely that could be another scenario. It could, it could do. The, the bottom line is, and I have said this to the club, and I have said it on Twitter, we almost need some kind of statement from the chairman done in the correct way that explains the situation. Now, either way, it's going to get crap. It will, because if they come out and say we haven't got the money for COVID or whatever, they're going to get annihilated for it. They are going to get shit. Mm. But at least if they put out factually now what the situation is, then at least people would have some idea. Now, they've formed a, another consult- consultation group with a number of groups. I don't want to name them because I don't want to get myself into trouble with them. But they are fan representative groups. They're not us. They're not other bloggers although there is talk that that might happen again they're in there so and these some of these groups are critical of the club so they are going to listen to what these people are are saying but regardless of that i think they need to put a statement out just factually look because of this we lost this this and fans will tear it apart they will do they always do but at least would clarify where what their thought process is because I can sit here and I can speculate, but I don't speak to David Sullivan. You know, other people may do, but I don't. I don't speak to David Gold. I don't speak to Jack Sullivan, um, Dave Sullivan Jr., Karen Bray. I don't speak to any of these people. I speak to people that know enough about what's going on, a sort of on a more of a ground level. Um, but what we need to do is hear it from the horse's mouth. We do, and then they can clarify what exactly the financial situation is and what the priorities are. It, uh, you know, we've got Moyes has said it himself. He wants to sign a defender. So if if Sullivan comes out and says any player sales will be put towards strengthening the defence, then the fans now may not be as angry as they are because they can say, okay, you've said that. Come the end of the deadline, when they don't sign the defenders, then of course mm. it'd have been taken for mugs. But at least now you would know that would stop this. Sh- storm that's on Twitter now mm. but because they've taken a silence which many fans said they should do we don't actually factually know what the motives mm. are I am gutted that Grady's going you know I'm a big advocate for the academy and the, the players we've got in there you know I know that Dave Hunt brought Grady in well at least know he was involved in the sort of some of the process Mark Phillips has been involved in the coaching of him Steve Potts has been involved in it you know Slav um, helped him when, uh, when he was there as manager um, hence the West Brom signing so lots of West Ham people have been involved in his development so it is sad to see someone go but if you'd said to me at the start of the West Brom loan deal that we would get 20 million plus sell on for Grady Mm. I would have been like, what the hell? That's a great deal. Take it. Yes, he's then got onto West Brom and ripped it up there um, in the championship. Um, Is it still a good deal? No, I am disappointed. But bearing in mind it's not 12 million, it is a lot more than that. It isn't horrendous, horrendous. And that is from someone that's disappointed in it. I am Mm. disappointed. Um, (laughs) The other thing to sort of kind of 
say about it as such is that um, how much what 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 has frustrated me a little bit about this deal is that for the whole season, you included, people have told me that Alain needs the right service. Yeah, it's the common mm-hmm. used line for him. Yeah. Dean Garner provided service for him in the friendlies and Alain even went on record as to say how well Grady played and how he loved the link up and he couldn't wait for this to continue. Yeah. So we're then going to sell Grady. Yeah, I know. And, and then, so my frustration is we've finally got our £45 million forward thinking he's got the service yeah. that he wants yeah. and then we're going to go and sell that yeah. player. And, I know. There, and there's no evidence that Ben is going to be... Uh, and uh, this is my problem. And do you know, it, it's not even anything personal against Ben Arima because maybe he'll come in and rip it up. But the thing is, when we don't have money to spend, the bit of money that is potentially going to come in, we're spending it on the same position as the player that we're letting go. With no guarantees, he's going to be any better. Now, it would make a little bit more sense to me if at least that money went on a left-back and a centre-half, maybe. But can I, can, the thing with Ben Arima is, and I know I'm contradicting myself a little bit, it isn't factual that we're going to sign him. We haven't put in a bid for him. It is speculation at this point. Right. I was told when I... When I um, first started to inquire about which players would be interested in. I was told that Eze and Ben Harima were definitely on that list. I was told that one side to the transfer deals preferred Eze, one side to the transfer deals preferred Ben Harima. I was then told that we had no money to sign them either of them anyway, so it didn't matter. Okay. Eze has now gone. He is a Crystal Palace player. We cannot sign him. Had the bid came in for Dean Garner before Eze signed for Crystal Palace. It would have been interesting to know whether we would have bid for um bid for Eze as well. Mm. I don't think we would have. I actually think we would have gone for Ben Harima personally from what I've heard. But um it 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 still hasn't happened though. We still mm. haven't mm. signed him. It's speculation. It's legitimate speculation with a lot of credibility. However, Moyes could turn around and say, I don't want Ben Harima. I've got too many wingers. I mm. want a centre-back and a left-back, which he does want. Mm. And maybe we will sign them. Maybe. We don't know the answers right now. Do you know the answer? Uh, not at this point, no. Um, okay. I do know that we are interested in a centre-back. I do know we've given up on Duffy because we've decided, having talked to him, perhaps he isn't the type of centre-back we're looking for. Perhaps we need a pacier defender to go alongside Ogbonna, who arguably, you know, 31, 32 needs mm. that. I know that he wants a left-back. I know we've looked at Rico Henry. We looked at Robinson. It was decided that Robinson couldn't defend well enough, was the theory. Um, I've looked at... He's looked at Henry... Uh, he's undecided about Henry. I know the reasons why, but I don't want to say too much because he hasn't made that decision completely. They're still checking out him and other left-back options. So there could be that these players are signed. Um, We just have to see. But then the fans have the dilemma. Do they wait until another window's gone and then have evidence that it's not going to happen, potentially? Or do they make a big fuss now, which is clearly what they're doing? Mm, wow. Incredible. Never a dull moment in this football club of ours, is there? No, there isn't, mate. No. Okay, should we crack on with your section now yeah. to see if there's anything to add to that? Let's go for it. X, the man in the know, you 
Okay, mate, what can you add to the Grady news this week? Well, let's, obviously, I won't talk about Grady now in this section. Um, we did complete a, a signing today. Uh, you probably saw the tweet that I did with the uh, standard eyes, thumb, crossed irons thing. Um, he is a midfielder from AFC Wimbledon. He has been on trial for um, approximately three to four games, and his name is um, Osama um, Ashley. On a one-year deal from AFC Wimbledon is a midfielder. He's signed today, having impressed for the academy. So we have a signing. So I don't know what the fans we'll game probably never see. Well, I don't know what the fans game fed up with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we have him. Um, you know, I tw- told everyone we had him on trial, and I tweeted this morning he was going to sign. It's been officially announced by the club. We do have another player on trial. Um, bit of a strange story. I do believe he's called Brandon Avero, who's an attacking midfielder from Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> slight strange story that the, the the name I was given was Brandon from the academy uh, for, of Crystal Palace, an attacking <laughs> midfielder. Um, so, having done my research, I can find two of them. One appears to be an attacking midfielder, and it's an attacking <laughs> midfielder, and one of them appears to be a striker. So there is a chance it could be the other Brandon, but I'm pretty certain it's Brandon Avero, attacking midfielder from Crystal Palace. Um, Dan Kemp is going to go on loan to Blackpool. Uh, he was on loan at Stevenage last year I think I think it's likely to go to Blackpool there is other clubs interested I don't know if it's final to Blackpool but I believe there's a chance um, Nathan Holland is attracting interest from numerous clubs he's still actually injured at the moment but is making good recovery he's attracting interest from Bournemouth Brighton Burnley and QPR uh, there's a and other championship clubs there's a range of um, people clubs want him on loan. Some want him on permanent. So he just wants to play football as well. Unfortunately, he's always his, injured. Though, I mate, know. Really. Unfortunately, his time at West Ham has been decimated by injuries, which is a real shame because actually at one point. Him and Dan Kemp were starting for the academy, and Grady was on the bench at one point. Yeah. And if you think two, this is only like two or three years ago, so the two players that we're you know currently got and are loaning out to lower league teams were keeping the big name, so to speak, out the side. It does show how unfortunately injuries have affected his career. Um, he is quite lightweight, maybe. Um, his body's still developing. I don't know. He's 22, so it's hard to argue that. But mm. I'd hope he'd get over his injuries. He's a lovely lad. He's a very good footballer as well, and I think he'd he'd do well if he does move on. Also, the Portuguese players of Deju, Cardoza, and Silva are potentially going out on loan as well. Um, so they they should be moving in the next few weeks. I've denied for now's interest to Napoli. I tweeted about that. There was no truth in that. There was no truth in Lanzini to um, some club in Saudi Arabia and Venabachi. I think there was like mild interest from um, the Turkish clubs, but no, no one has actually submitted an offer to us. Um, as I mentioned in the previous section, we do want to sign a centre back. We do want to sign a left back. Looks like Duffy, who was a target, is going to be joining Celtic. I don't think it's confirmed yet, but it's looking that way. Uh, hard to compete with that in some ways because he's an Irishman going to Celtic. But I do believe we chose not to sign him in the end. Um, same for Henry. We, I think we're holding off at the time being for a bid for him. But apparently to throw a little bit of a positive out there, I have been told by two decent sources that we are in talks with numerous players that hopefully will start to come to 
fruition thank you um in the next like the news will start to get out there in the next few days i don't know who those players are at the moment but obviously i will do my best to tweet that out there despite popular myths i do put most of my news on twitter apart from the hour before the podcast uh so i will will let people know that um we're still paying not we're still not paid the hilaire payments um so that is still uh, an issue that we need to resolve is that potentially going to be resolved with the Dean Garner sale potentially fucking hell um yeah we still haven't paid those other interesting news now Spencer Owen appears to become a West Ham ITK overnight I thought he was associated with uh FIFA and hashtag and things like that but I don't know the ins and outs of what he said and who said it and how it's come about but apparently it's broke on his very popular YouTube channel um that he uh believes that there are I didn't actually listen to it. I think it was you that told me that there's yeah. uh, bids from America. America, so- Qatar, and Saudi Arabia. And I think the Saudi Arabia consortium are the ones that wanted to buy Newcastle. Right. Okay, so none of these bids have actually officially happened. However, there is some interest. I've reported interest before. There's definitely been an interest from a couple of American consortiums. There's definitely been interest from a group of... Qatari, uh, I to call them businessmen, I guess. Um, there has definitely been interest. However, there has been no bid formally submitted. David Sullivan would be very reluctant, I believe. And again, a lot of this is not going to be gospel, but I believe that is not interested in seeing the club before 2023 now there's something in the agreements and i don't know the ins and outs of this i think it's a sales tax or something i don't know especially what it is because i'm not in the know entirely on these things but my understanding is he wouldn't want to sell um the club before then if he did sell it before then it would be for a large figure a figure which i have heard and in my opinion, is too high for the valuation of West Ham. I think from 2023, the stadium ownership, I think there's a sort of a legislation that we can't sell before then. I think it's also felt that the ground will officially be ours by then, that it could be handed over to us because of the fact that it is a cash cow for the government and whoever else it is that pays for the running of it now. So... I think, obviously, the value of the club would go up. Also, the global pandemic may have ended by then. So, naturally, the valuation of all clubs could go up because because um, uh, inflation and revenue will go up uh, uh, So because of a pickup in the market and the economy. So, I think they feel that the value will be higher. So, I wouldn't get hopes up on a bid soon if that's what you want to happen at the club. However, there is potentially going to be interest around 2023 i would i would suggest um unless someone makes a stupid offer yeah unless someone makes and i do believe the figure's too high um particularly at this current moment um so i guess time time will tell um that the the club are looking for investors uh they would like someone to come in and buy a percentage of shares and invest in the club and for signings 
um, and then potentially do that and then look to buy the club in the future. They would welcome that, I believe. Um, I don't think there's anyone that wants to take that particular type of offer. They'd rather just buy outright. Um, time will tell, I guess. 2023 sounds a long time away, but it's almost 2021 now. Mm. Effectively, that could be two seasons, mm. potentially. Uh, as I say, if everything like this, it's uh, I'm I'm not a professional. I'm not. Uh, I, I am very accurate at what I do. That's not lie without meant to be arrogant, like because I speak to the right people. However, I cannot speak on these things with a hundred percent authority because I am not David Sullivan. So, in terms of injuries, um, people, uh, there's been a bit of hysteria all over West Ham at the moment, but people are getting worked up about Declan Rice. Declan Rice, um, has an ankle injury. Uh, he that is one of the reasons he didn't play for. Uh, for us um so he has gone to the um england squad and he should be fit to play for them on saturday um i can't remember who they play finland or denmark or somebody um should be fit to play on saturday um and then should be fit for the west ham uh newcastle game the following saturday so uh, unless unless a bid comes in from Chelsea and we accept it and he goes, he should he should be fit for that game. Um, Diop is an interesting one. He's got a bit of an injury and a uh, a few other like medical things that uh, that are being looked at at the moment. Um, so he is a doubt for the first game. Um, first game of the season. So we shall see whether he gets o- over that uh, in time. Um, but that's the, that's the main news in terms of injuries. Thanks for that, X. And thanks to everyone who has registered for and paid to play in next season's West Ham Way Premier League predictions competition. If you haven't yet done the same and want to play, then you can find the link to join on mine and X's pinned tweet on Twitter. Remember, the season starts Saturday week, so you should try and secure your place ASAP. Like it was last season, it should be a lot of fun. Now word on tonight's sponsors, our old friends Beer52. They're offering a free case of eight craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries on the planet. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash west and cover the £5.95 postage. Each case is delivered direct to your doorstep so no need to leave the house. If you're looking to stock up, now's your chance. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club with over 150,000 members that they send a brand new case to every month. Each month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer from New Zealand, South Africa, Korea and all over USA and Europe. As an independent British company, Beer 52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene and they continue to support it during this difficult period. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose the light option and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment and a tasty snack. Don't worry, if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash west to get your first case of eight beers for just £5.95. That's www.beer52.com forward slash west.
Welcome back to the final part of the show where, as always, you've been good enough to send us your questions. And I've selected just a small handful in order for me to get this out in time tonight. So we're going to start with at Valance777. Is the main restriction on our budget FFP or the owner's not willing to spend money? Um, I don't know how much FFP is a factor. Now, I mean, definitely in the past, FFP has been the kind of for want of a better word, go-to justification for Mm. why we haven't spent certain amounts of money and so on. Um, However, Man City broke FFP um, rules, hence being threatened with being kicked out of the Champions League. Um, And then they were allowed back in the Champions League, which I think is kind of almost defeated the whole point of FFP um, if clubs can just get their way around it it does as we've always questioned before seem that big clubs you know Man City Real Madrid Barcelona whoever can always find a way round round mm. it um, that was the excuse in the past um, or the justification whatever way you want to look at it this way uh, this season now is the COVID um, situation that we the back fall from Pellegrini's reign when yes money was spent on him and on players that season uh, largely I guess you could argue not well so that's the excuse now um, you don't see other clubs using these excuses but I, it's hard for me to say because I don't know what the finances are. I, I am not David Sullivan. I don't have his bank account. I report news. If It depends what side you sit on. Majority sit on the side that this is rubbish. But the current line is due to the COVID situation and other financial implications that are fallout from that. That is why we have no money. Plus on the back that we spent a lot of money in the reign of Pellegrini and financing Pellegrini himself and Huzilios then this is why we're where we are now. Yeah, but they must have known that. They must have known there was a gamble associated with it not paying off. And let's not forget, we didn't get relegated. So it's not like we were financially crippled by the fact it didn't work out with Pellegrini. They must have known that having spent that amount of money in that window, paying that manager the salary that they then paid him off for at the end of his contract, by the way, we were going to be okay. Unless they said in that window, yes, we're going to spend big money, and that means that over the course of the next two or three years, we're going to have to get that money back by not spending anything. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think the thing is, look, to play devil's advocate, had the Pellegrini inverted commas gambles worked, all West Ham fans thought we were going to do better. You know, without meaning to dig them out, Nicky has taken it very, very well on West Ham fan TV. But there's that famous clip of him saying he thinks we're going to finish above Tottenham, thinks we're going to get in towards mm. the Champions League. We all did it. We all had high hopes. So, effectively, we were sitting here praising the board at that point. People were actually like, I take it back, you know, not digging someone else out. But Baz, you know, Baz has been very vocal about the board. Then they did what they did that window and he was like, actually, I take my hands off. They've done that. And now we're vocal about the board again. I'm not saying people are right or wrong, but had that gamble paid off, then maybe we'd have been sitting here as a Champions League team, if or certainly a European team, if we'd all if the predictions had gone to what we thought they would, and we wouldn't have the problems in terms of the feeling that we have. Um, 
So I'm not defending them, but that is what they think. They think we that we listen to the fans. The fans wanted a high-paid manager. We got a high-profile high manager. We got a high-profile manager. They wanted David Sullivan to back off transfers and trust the manager and the um, director of football. They did. You know, Roberto uh, was a Pellegrini signing. Wilshire was a Pellegrini signing. Um, and now they're sort of... And now they're kind of regretting that as such, calling it, I guess, a mistake. That's how they see it. And I'm only speaking of what they say. I'm not speaking as X's opinion. I'm speaking as what I am told. Then that is why they now believe they've got to be more financially... uh, What's the word? Clever with the money that they've got because they were stung before and the COVID situation's made it worse. Well, it must have made it worse for everyone. Yeah, it's not stopping everyone else from going out Mm. and spending. So I don't buy that for one second. Uh, The FFP scenario has been explained to me probably four or five times, including Karen Brady herself at one of these fan forums. I didn't get it then on any occasion it was explained. I still don't get it now. But what I do know, and again, I'm sure you don't know the answer because it is relatively complicated stuff. We have since released Zabaleta, Sanchez, Roberto, Ajeti, Hugill, and Gakia, and now possibly Dean Garner. That's got to count for something because collectively that's probably about a quarter of a million pound a week. We've saved in wages. Yeah. So where's that go then? Does that get us out of the shit? If so, at what point? And then when do we start spending again? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the money, as we've kind of said about Grady, will um, go on other players. Um, I'd imagine that the net spend. Um, isn't going to be huge uh, this window, um, and then we will, and then we will see where we are at the end of the window. You know, there's still a long time way to go. Am I confident we'll sign a lot of players? Not really. Uh, am I confident that Rice will stay? <laughs> 50-50, there's still a lot of questions to be answered at the moment. Um, I guess we'll find out at the end of the window. People will say it's too late to take any action then, and that's why you've got the people calling for protests and the fact that GSB out has trended today. I yeah. think it might be second or yeah. maybe even first it was in the when country. I looked, yeah. Well, there you go. So that shows that people are, are not prepared to wait that long. Mm. The only time we'll get the answer to what exactly we're going to do is when the deadline day closes, and then we'll know again. Mm. I mean, <laughs> the board technically can argue that they've signed Suchet this window. Yes, it was a, a loan deal originally, but they had to pay it to make it permanent, Permanent, arguably. And I'm just giving their opinion. I've already got people on there saying I'm now a board lover again. I seem to flirt between being a board lover to be a board hater. So for the people that think I'm a board lover, I am just literally putting out the alternative argument. And I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying what the argument is. If you think that Suchet cost us roughly fourteen million, um, if you take into account Hugo went for about two point five, go out to five. Um, Roberto went on a free, and who's the other player we sold? Uh, it was a forward, uh, a jetty, yeah. So um, he um, he went for about. 2.53 million so technically we have spent 9 or 8 million this window they then spent money on Randolph and Bowen in January without signing anyone uh, without selling anyone sorry from memory that I can think of um, so if you take all of them into account then I guess that would be an argument I'm not saying I agree with it please I don't want to be shot for this because I think if you're a Premier League chairman you have to spend a lot of money it's what the world is now a Premier League chairman spend a lot of money because everyone else is I'm just saying what the alternative argument to that could be yeah <clears throat> no I understand I understand what you're saying I, I don't agree with it and I don't think you do either mm. um 
I just think, you know, this is Premier League football. You know, it's 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 a rich man's game when you're playing in this division. Mm. And when we spent that 150 million quid or whatever it was in that transfer window, that was brilliant and the fans were happy, partially because we thought that this is it. Now, moving forward, we're going to be spending this year after year after year. Mm. Now, I'm not a, a finance expert and I don't know the ins and outs of profit and loss at West Ham, but it just seems to me at the moment we seem to be trying to claw in all the money that we can to go towards balancing the books rather than taking this club forward. Mm. And that's the frustrating thing, you know? To the, to, the, to the working man on the street, we just want, as West Ham fans, to see this club progress in the right way mm. and spend the money that we need to spend to, to keep up with everyone else around us. Otherwise, we're going to fall by the wayside. Mm. The bottom line for me is we're going into a Premier League season with two forwards... As Antonio and Allaire, one of which isn't a forward technically, and the other is arguably not proven himself well enough in the Premier League yet. And that's what concerns me. We're going into the Premier League season at the moment. We, we, you know, it's only a week and a half away without a better left back. We're going into the Premier League season mm. with a centre back pairing um, where Diop isn't um, isn't fit at the moment and may struggle to be available for the first game. So then you've got Ogbonna and. Um, Balbuena, of which Balbuena isn't rated. So that's where the questions for me come up. Um, And I think that is why we do have to question why we haven't invested in these positions. You know, if we do sell Grady, well, then that money may go into these positions. But yeah, I mean, really, I don't think any Premier League club that wants to compete and wants to compete at the level that we have been promised for as long as we have can get away with spending it needs to be around 50 million a window I would say well a summer window certainly in improvements Mm. net at Carl Mason asked an interesting question do you think the fans played a part in us having a poor season with the pressure we put on them and this has been proven since the restart that we can play well it's an interesting question because obviously in lockdown we played a lot better when there was no fans there and I genuinely believe certain players might play better without the fans there because it's not just West Ham fans, it's any club. The amount of Twitter's anywhere, social media is so re- reactionary. You know, one minute a player could be the best thing ever, then he can make a mistake and then they'd sell him. You know, it, it fluctuates so much as to whether anyone's um, good or not. Um it's the same as the opinion you know like um people were so quick to be negative um and it could affect it could affect the players i don't know enough about other clubs to know whether west ham fans are worse than other clubs i would argue that players particularly premier league players are paid so much money now you know that they should as part of that salary although you can't stop a natural thought process it should almost be a compensation to the fact that you have to deal with fan pressure because you're getting a hundred grand a week to mm. do that, um, you can't stop psychological thoughts. It doesn't matter if you're getting one pound a week or a hundred million a week. You can't stop yourself reacting to critics. You know, I I find it hard on Twitter for the millions of positive comments I get. Oh, and I've done it today. I'll pick out two wankers, and they are wankers. Mm. The way they're speaking, there. Yeah, I've thinking, had the same. Thinking, yeah, thinking yeah. that I owe them something to tell mm. them. You know, and then if it's not what they want to hear, they'll be the first to criticise. They'll come on the show and say, "Yeah, you've repeated everything that you've tweeted. If I tweet everything, it's just today." But you know, mm. they're out there everywhere. Um, I do think we can. Uh, 
sometimes be guilty, but I think that's unfair just to criticise West Ham fans. I think all fans do it. And on the flip side, there's games where the players have played better because the fans have been behind them. You know, yeah. you take games against Tottenham, mm. you know, that we help them with that because we are there cheering them on. They know how much it means to us. Yeah, I think West Ham are a different animal, really, because a lot of other clubs don't have the level of expectation that we have having moved to London Stadium from Upton Park and we're demanding so much yeah, is a big from the so, football yeah. club mm. in return for us giving that up yeah. that there is a constant pressure now 100% what you're saying is right if you get paid 100 grand a week that's pressure you know there are brain surgeons out there that get paid a hell of a lot less than that to make life-threatening decisions mate my job's pressure you know without giving away what i do on a day-to-day basis my job is when i get less in a year than what most players get in a week mm. um you know mm. and then i come straight from there i'm feeling a bit wild up today people can probably tell i'm a bit on edge because i've had a stressful day today i've come on on twitter read mm. a few pricks and i'm come straight from there to here mm. um and you know there's pressure on all of us you know someone that's doing a job that would be classified as a as a i don't know a low level job still has pressure yeah and, and I think you, you have to, as part of it, learn to deal with it. It is hard to switch off public opinion to yourself. Mm, mm. But I would, you know, if you're earning the money they do, you probably need to be able to. I know players look at forums and read about themselves. And if they read negative comments, it's hard to yeah. get above that. You know, Matty Everington's told us he used to look at them. Yeah. You, know, and, you know, Matty's had his life struggles. He's never told us this. But would it have maybe when you're going for a bad spell and you've got that, you turn to those sorts of things? Mm. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But these things do have a knock-on effect on you. So it's right. You can't dismiss the impact of it. But I think, unfortunately, a criteria to judge a player on now because of the salary they're earning is how well they deal with pressure. Mm. That's right. But also, let's not forget, a lot of our frustrations have been centred around the effort levels that these players have been putting in for West Ham. You know, make no mistake, if we would have finished 16th, 15th or 14th Mm. and we give 110% every single week and more often than not we're just unlucky I haven't had the rubber the green Mm. the fans would get behind those players because Mm. it's the effort levels you want to see but more often than not we've seen top quality players underperforming because they don't look like they want to be there and that is where the frustration comes from from West Ham fans and that is totally justified yeah 100% there's no excuse for not putting full effort into anything you do you know if you if you go into any workplace really to earn your money you should give 100% effort even more so for a football team when you're being paid large money to represent a large you know, section of a community that's got history and support you, everyone wants to be a footballer let's be honest as a mm. kid very few get to be so if you're going to be a footballer at the minimum you should be able to put the required effort into your um, to your job and that is you're right when West Ham fans get most frustrated yes they dig players out Aaron Cresswell for example he puts effort in Noble puts effort in but gets start, stick and I don't agree with that but you definitely when a player doesn't put the effort in then they mm-hmm. deserve it so yeah mm. I think he's right I think some players do play better without the pressure but unfortunately pressure comes with being a high paid footballer mm. you almost have to deal with it and it's almost like I said earlier a marker of how good a player you are now mm. Mm. Uh, this is from at DNXN90. My question is, can you name just five positives about the club right now? Because I can't. Sad to be a hammer. 
um, the fan base. You know, we've still got that core. I mean, the fan base, you could argue either way, but we've still got that history. So I guess the history is the second one. The fan base, the history, the loyalty that our fans do show, um, the history for me is a big one. Um, I think we've got a decent group of players, to be honest. Good players, yeah. Um, we're a Premier League team. Let's be honest, mm. there's only 20 of those. So yeah. the whole of the Football League and every other football team. You got to four uh, ahead of a lot quicker than I thought you would, to be honest with I you. Know, I know, I'm trying to think of positives. Um, no, that's fair enough. But, um, I think f- the fifth is a struggle, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the academy seems to be producing players. True, true. Which it hasn't done for years. Um, so that is another positive. Um our podcast uh, <laughs> 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 just to roll up my uh, the people that like to call me arrogant even more um, uh, me um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely trying to roll them up now just dispelling uh, the arrogance yeah exactly away, just yeah. to prove that I'm Covered not arrogant at all. yeah that's right um, me again what our um, pre-match events our pre-match events I'll be giving you yeah. six or seven now. Right, what yeah. time to be alive to be a West Ham fan <laughs> that's right yeah um, league predictions competition oh, run yeah. by West Ham boys um, of course in fact wow. me and you are rolling in it for all the money we make from <laughs> yeah. West Ham as well you know that Ferrari I drive yeah, now because exactly, of uh, exactly. all the money I make from deliberately not tweeting something today to do on the podcast yeah, that's yeah. another Ferrari in all the, the bag, Sunday mate. dinners at the Sullivan's house well you know. exactly life's good life's good <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah. I look there's DG in the helicopter <laughs> waving to us <laughs> parking on your helipad yeah, um, yeah. yeah. no I, I, like you say there's the thing is as West Ham fans there's always times when things are not good like yeah. I've supported West Ham for uh, well not 40 years I'm not even that old but I've, support, I've supported West Ham for let's go for 32 years yeah. um, and I remember great times mm. but I also remember not great times yeah. the bond protest the three how many relegations I watch not watch now three or four relegations that I've watched yeah. the knocking out of lower league clubs the scandal yeah. the players that have come from our academy being sold on for more money um, the stadium situation I mean yeah. we'll never change that but that's now happened yeah. it's um, it is constant drama like, do you know mm. I do sometimes wonder because on this podcast we never run out of things to talk about. No. And we do this podcast every single week yeah. throughout I, the year. 100%. But I think to myself, what does the podcast of, I don't know, Burnley have to talk about yeah. week in, week out? Yeah, exactly. You know, or, or, or even, I don't know, anyone, really. Yeah. Even yeah. West Brom just been promoted. But yeah. where do they get their content from? Because with West Ham... You can never, ever be without stuff to talk about. Yeah, exactly, mate. There's always something to talk about. Unfortunately for us, since we've done the podcast, majority of it has been negative. Yeah. Uh, it, it, as we always say, it would have been amazing if we could have done the podcast as a, a, in a higher year, you know, mm, and we were yeah. beating good teams, great performance, the sentimental value of the of Upton Park. Um, it would have been amazing. But unfortunately, life is life, and we did it the year after and uh, had to deal with the crap ever since. Like, mm. you know, it, it, it's a it's a strange club that we support. You know, the banter club is the right definition. Mm. You throw in things like the Manny Oimiimi saga, the Carlos Tevez Mascarano <laughs> saga. The um, you know, there's there's hundreds that I'm even not think Marco Bugas and yeah. um, Florin Radachoyu. Um, you know the 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 kit situation with Paolo Futre and John Moncur. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know these things are just. 
like surreal. Carlton yeah. Cole gets released because um, he's not good enough, and then we resign him six months later. David Moyes doesn't get appointed because he's not good enough, and then we appoint yeah. him eighteen months later. The, the the whole club is just destined to be like a real life EastEnders. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. The whole club is just a, a long story. There's line. never a, a more fitting song than Bubbles, really. No, is it, exactly, you, mate. And it. you know, yeah, exactly. The song describes what the, yeah. the it is to support. It does West make Ham. you wonder sometimes if this club is cursed and we're doomed just to to have this constant drama for the rest of our lives is the constant drama what's fun about supporting West Ham I think to a degree uh, I I do find it stressful sometimes oh yeah 100% I mean I'd much rather like sometimes I look at some of the clubs my mates support and you can obviously take options of support being glory fans and supporting the best teams Mm. but some of my mates you know I've got friends that support Knott's Forest friends that support Norwich I've got a Crystal Palace friend I've got Chelsea number of Chelsea fans Arsenal uh, you know most clubs I know some like within the top two leagues I know fans of or, or players for like Sunderland I know fans and players for Orient you know Ipswich I've got a, a decent knowledge of what it's like to support I think from afar these clubs but they don't have what we go through you mm. know I speak to my mate who's a you know a Norwich season ticket holder and they're just yo-yo between the Premier League the first division occasionally the sorry the Premier League championship occasionally the first division back up they're just a yo-yo club but nothing Really, apart from the Delia Smith, where are you? Or yeah. where let's be having you. Yeah. Nothing really abnormal goes on yeah. there. Like, you know, and yeah, you, you talk about West Ham, it's like, what the hell? You know, um, there's just so, so many examples mm. of it. Like, there there mm. is. And, and on that note, at underscore. Colton Cole 9 who is uh, fake oh, Colton on he's, Twitter he's hilarious of, Twitter yeah, account he's a part of the whole banter you know, <laughs> know. Uh, another club what club I mean people say what club has an ITK like me but what club like, in terms of the fact that we, so many leaks what club has a fake player account that has been in the news for for, yeah. for that stuff he said to David Gold he said Colton Cole was in the real Colton Cole <laughs> speak about like having to defend himself yeah. to the chairman and defend himself because of the fake Carton Cow yeah. account. The Andy Goldstein conversation. Yeah, the Andy Goldstein conversation. Goes down in folklore though, Do doesn't it? What? Having a whole conversation using the lyrics to Mr. Brightside. Yeah. If you don't follow this account, it's a plug for you, mate, because I genuinely think you're a hilarious Twitter account. Can I tell you something? Then get on him because he's brilliant. Can I tell you something interesting about him? And he probably won't like me too much for saying this. There's a little bit of a personal information about him. It won't give that much away about him, but he's 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 not an old lad. You know, he's he's really? a he's a a lot younger than you and I put it that way and the fact that he's been that witty yeah. and that banter-ish if that's a phrase or a verb um, for so long I think I always often because I know him quite well in terms of having private chats and stuff I sometimes say to him like how, how do you think of these things that like you know yeah, it's like yeah. it's, it's, he's a bloody intelligent fella but I know you wouldn't think it because of the yeah. nature of the account but he, he, <laughs> he is he is he's yeah. a nice guy well anyway he tweeted in saying hi Dave and X long time listener first time messenger what do you think would be better renewing a season ticket or the sweet sweet release of death <laughs> do you know what and that's a tough one well, it's, it is, it's a good it question you know, yeah. it's open for debate do you know what I've renewed my season ticket have you I done have it? I've done it I bit the bullet like you know it's funny because again you see these accounts that are like I'm never gonna fucking renew I hate this club. I'm not giving any more money to those cunts you know and then one month later yeah renew my season ticket yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and it yeah. is, it's an addiction mate it's yeah. an unhealthy addiction you know the amount of times I say to myself I 
Oh, fucking hell. I prefer, I'm swearing a lot today. I apologise to those listening with kids. Um, but the amount of times I say to myself, I'm not going to bother. Um, I liked lockdown. I wasn't that interested in West Ham. I can deal with it. I'm not going to uh, go to West Ham anymore. I'm going to shut down X. I'm going to enjoy life. And somehow you worm yourself back to mm. it. I don't particularly want to go to West Ham if it mm. ever resumes. But I bought a bloody season ticket. So yeah. I have to now. My season ticket's expensive. Yeah. You know, so like I've done that. And... Uh, unfortunately I think we're all addicted I've never experienced death yet touch wood so I can't comment on the what is what is worse but uh, I'll let you know when I'm dead yeah I look forward to that yeah. mate in a I weird f- way <laughs> I was going to say what are you trying to say for want of a better expression yeah, exactly to be fair for the way I'm feeling at the moment it probably won't be long anyway and then those trolls will get what they want won't they but you don't realise I'll come back and I'll haunt the fuck out of you yeah. So. yeah it's a scary thought yeah. right this one's the last one because like I say this is only a handful and to be fair I think 95% of the responses to the questions this week have been about Grady and we've covered that Um, but this one's from at Harry 8 Morris do you think the reaction from Twitter could swing the Dean Garner deal and get them to keep him it's happened before with signing players and fans' reactions. Do you know, I actually did think that on my way here. You know, when before I'd done my research, because I didn't know anything about the Grady deal until you messaged me. You know, because like I say, I've got no signal at work. I mm. really, honestly, 100% don't. And you will notice, I've said it on the podcast, I've had... I've been working from home pretty much since March, um, and I and I've had, I sent him a telepathic message. By the yeah, way, yeah. So you said that's right, but 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 you know the the number to yeah. get through yeah, yeah, to yeah. other people don't. Yeah. So I don't. I can't get onto Twitter, but you can call me. You have my. I've yeah. got my own office, so you can call my office phone and speak to me. And you did, and you said to me. Um, uh, mate have you seen what's happening with Grady and I was like no what's happened with Grady and you filled me in and like at that point I know nothing you know mm. I haven't heard any news other than what you've told me mm. so you're the ITK in that situation because <laughs> well, you told me well, but then it's uh, about 8,000 other people that have been before me then because well, I just got it from Twitter well there you go couldn't exactly. believe it no, everything exactly. was blowing up well there you go and then I and so in that time until I get signal I can't call anyone or find out because mm. I can't leave my job to do so um, I have to like, I get in so much trouble if I did anything that wasn't because I'm monitored my internet's monitored my mm. phone calls are monitored um, so I am um, I uh, think about it and in my head because you told me it's kicking off on Twitter it's going to be big for the podcast so in my head I'm thinking right if it's kicking off on Twitter they might change their mind. Joey Barton was yeah. going to sign for I was for just West about Ham. to say that. Yeah, he didn't because the back lodge, back, whatever the phrase is, um, El Hajj Diouf was another yep. one that was going to sign for West Ham yep. that was stopped because of the West Ham fans. Part of me did think they might massively regret this. They, I did. And I I would like to know if that, if it does suddenly, um, if it does suddenly, um, uh, uh, fall apart whether that has been a factor um, at this point I don't think it is but who knows who mm. knows because the deal's not done mm. so there's a time for it to happen there's been a huge backlog to it a backlash to it you know even you and I are getting it because for some reason if something doesn't go well at yeah, West Ham then fault. it's our fucking fault blame hashtag blame X yeah. people think that's an ego thing but it's fucking true like mm. you look on Twitter now yeah. the abuse I've taken just because I want to leave a bit of news for a podcast which is essentially about news it wasn't mm. it the other week when because my section didn't have that 
much because there wasn't that much news. We were getting people saying, "What's the point of listening to the podcast?" Oh yeah, no news on it. Yeah. So then this yeah. week, where oh, I'm saying some something, fucking dickheads to deal mate, with. Honestly. I think all fan bases um, have it. And yeah, uh, we don't want to spend too much time no. on these fucking cock wombles. To be honest, we just <laughs> let them get on with it. They are what they are. They're a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't like what we do, don't fucking follow us. Don't listen to the show because mm. I mean, you know, what I mean, all the stress that's going on with West Ham at the moment. You fucking need idiots like that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I know, mate. It's it drives me mad. I am tempted to complete my transfer move to Chelsea because they fucking love me at Chelsea. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, but um, obviously, I don't support the clubs. So I'm not bloody interested, unfortunately. No. Um, and I actually dislike the club, so it'd be painful. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, well, I think it could be a fact. I do think the fans listen. Uh, they listen to fans' opinion. They do polls. They do polls through their trusted outlets. They do listen to fan reaction. I told you, I sent a, I sent a poll to them. What was it? I remember saying on the podcast, I got about eighteen thousand votes on it. What was it that oh, I did? God, I, you I, know, my memory's. I, I can't remember what it was now, but I did send it to them and said, yeah. "Feel." And I they remember did, something happening. Yeah. yeah, they didn't ask me to do it, but I did it out just to sort of strike up a conversation. I said, "Look, I asked this question." this was the reaction and they were interested to it so yeah. they do listen uh, I think I think they're fully aware of the fan um, uh, fan feelings at the moment mm. because you know they're they're worried about what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say on this podcast I wonder if, you might know the answer to this I wonder if West Ham's head of media has a dedicated meeting to talk about what fans are talking about. They do. They do, mate. This And, and I, how much interest David Sullivan would have in that. Mate, I haven't talked to you about what conversations I've had this week, but put it this way, everything that is said on our podcast, 100% again, this isn't an ego thing, this is a factual thing, everything that is said on this podcast goes back to mm. not necessarily the chairman, not because ne- it might not quite make it that far, but it certainly goes to the people in charge of the media, in charge of um, of making you know public PR decisions, a mm. hundred um, percent that mm. happens. I know it factually. I've had phone calls this week to mm. suggest that you know there's there's it's true, and it's not just us. People listen to the other podcasts out there. Nikki Hawkins, West Ham Fan TV, on the back of what I did say, which was taken out of context. However, I did say it. Um, made a whole show which the club the club are fully aware of so mm. yeah they, they do social media is so influential now that they'd be stupid not to mm. can't avoid it it's everywhere no of course absolutely mm. and it comes with its positives and it comes with its negatives mm. okay for me to get this out tonight we are going to have to leave it there um, sorry we couldn't bring you better news but unfortunately it is what it is as always thanks for listening thanks for giving us your questions look after yourselves and until next week come on you irons, irons. It's Macy's Labor Day sale, so gear up as summer cools down with 30% off timeless looks from Levi's and specials like 30 to 50% off statement making shoes for her and 60% off luggage from Samsonite and more. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off more great deals. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Going on now. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Now with Xfinity, you'll get unlimited internet with a two-year rate guarantee and no annual contract required. That's the new Xfinity Supersonic Bundle. Talk about knock your socks off. Go to Xfinity.com slash gig to learn more. Limited time offer. Xfinity mobile required for internet pricing. Other restrictions apply. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.